I know, but I've been rolling so crappy these past two episodes. I know. I, I have ah! too. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, okay, so, you listeners couldn't see that, but Adam's whole recording setup almost fell over onto the ground. <laughs> Well, hello! Welcome to Tales from the Group, a podcast set in the 80s that follows three kids on a quest to uncover the truth about a mysterious machine called the Loop. My name is Dustin Fleischman, and I am your Game Master. And my name is Tyler Linden, and I play Wesley Watson, outcast weirdo who wants nothing more than to be popular. And my name is Corey Offenberger, and I play geeky ladies' man, smells like ham, John Milady. And I'm Adam Foster, and I play Clayton Godwin, the robot-hating, risk-taking, troublemaker of the group. And I am also the host this week, and as everyone is hopefully aware by now, we ask a question at the top. My question for this week, what do you miss about your childhood the most? Ooh. Uh, I'm not having to pay bills. (laughs) (sighs) Being able to poop your pants and it not being weird. (laughs) All of these are so good. Probably what I what comes to mind first is like the social element of being a kid, like the fact that you just have to make friends with the people around you because you are in a classroom together or you are in a neighborhood together or you live in the same apartment complex together. Like you're you're like just kind of surrounded with whoever your parents or the school puts you with or whatever. So you're like you make some really good friends that way. Like I feel like now Mm -hmm. Everyone, like when you're an adult, you're picky about your friends, (laughs) Um, which is a bad thing to be when it's even harder to make friends because your options are pretty much when you're at work. And so if you don't like the people you work with, then you're probably not going to make friends. (laughs) Honestly, I'm glad that all of us didn't listen to our parents when they said, don't talk to strangers, because how else are how else would we be here together? You know, how would you get to know other people? It's also that's it. Kids talk to strangers. It's also (laughs) even harder as an adult because you could say like, well, you can join like a community group or something something that's like of your shared interest and while that's like completely true and something that you definitely like did in college like by joining student orgs or something everybody in college was like at the same like playing field and the same stage of life versus like these community groups they're like a whole bunch of different people that have like totally separate lives from you outside of that group and so like even that vibe is hard to like, it's hard to have like that social component or really know like, am I going to fit in with this group even if we all have like shared interests? And even then you have to build that into your day and your week and your schedule versus like when you were a kid, like going to school was part of your schedule every day. And so you were always, you were always going to meet people. You were forced into it. It didn't take Mm, any extra time or effort to make friends. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's that's a good point. Yeah, that's the hard thing, too, because, yeah, because I was, like, when I was in, like, a running club back in South Carolina, like, granted, I only went to, like, the races, but they, uh, pretty much, I was, like, the only one that was in, like, my 20s. Most of them were, like, in their 30s or 40s and had kids and families, and it's just, like, Mm. very much out of place. If I were to give, like, a specific answer, though, I would say probably any time I'd get home from school and I would meet my cousin Cameron, 
because him and I were best friends, and we would just we'd get on the computer and play Maple Story for ten hours a time <laughs> every God, day. Yes. Yeah. So I, I would say that's probably one of my most favorable memories when I was a uh, a kid, and I would. I I've tried to go back to Maple Story every once in a while, but it's just not the same as when you were a kid. You know, just those not memories. It's, yeah. You feel like you're wasting time playing those games. Yeah. Uh, no, I would agree. I think for me, yeah, I miss the the no responsibilities of just like playing video games. Like you could go home and like if you did your work, it's just like like I I I do miss the old COD days of just like grinding Call of Duty or or Halo. Oh, the hours coming from the man, little peek behind the curtain. We're recording this about the time that Spider-Man Two came out. This bitch is forty-five percent into this game, and it's been out for like forty-eight hours. Less, less than forty-eight okay, hours. But I mean, like you know, like like playing it like with like a group, but like especially like Halo Three. Like granted, like we also do play video games together and do crosswords. Yeah, the fuck are you talking about? But, Your life like, is exactly the same yeah. now as it was then. Oh, it's spending hours playing Halo Three, like Forge. Like just like dicking around. Oh on there. man, Forge. oh my god! Like for the first time, like playing through like those like what was it the parkour maps where it was like you had to like keep jumping in certain ways, like grenade hopping and stuff like that. Like oh, mm-hmm. those are fun. Also, not being judged for still celebrating Halloween would be another top one for uh, childhood stuff. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Although we're even if you weren't judged for loving Halloween, we would still judge you for loving candy corn. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, that's true. For our listeners at home, Adam likes candy corn. So <laughs> I know. Is this the longest I've gone without candy corn, honestly? Uh, and you know what? That's probably for your benefit. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I think for me, like what I miss is that like unstructured free time where like mm. the abundance of free time, but specifically like when you were a kid, there was also no pressure to like create something that was super high quality like you could be very creative in that free time and it could be bad and like yeah i'm sure like your friends could judge you for it and like adults obviously were like you know oh that's that's bad work that's bad quality work but you know they were trying to like encourage kids to kind of explore themselves and be creative and i think like the lack of like pressure to perform and just be creative in those unstructured times is like something that we just don't get a lot of as adults. And I think that's why I love doing this podcast with all of you, because this is kind of a creative fucking mess all the time. And (laughs) who knows if it's good. And yet I feel like a kid again when we record. No. Nice. That's a good one. Are we all ready to play pretend? Hell yeah. I'm, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. So last we left off, you all learned that Stuart may have been abducted by loop agents after Aubrey found an abandoned walkie outside of her house. And so concerned that like the loop was maybe listening in, Aubrey delivered this coded message to you all to skip school and meet her at Blockbuster at 3 p.m. the next day. Um, That morning, Wesley, you watched a surveillance van follow your mom to work. And more surveillance vans followed all of you to school. And so while attempting to outmaneuver those vans, you removed Frankie's radio chip and left it at school. And Clayton started a brush fire near the diner to, I (laughs) guess, distract the vans and pull their attention off of Wesley's mom. Uh, And then you met up with Aubrey at Blockbuster, who insisted on joining you on your quest to sneak into the loop. But as you left, loop agents swarmed that Blockbuster and knocked all of you unconscious. 
We're going to pick up right where we left off. John and Clayton, you both wake up and find yourself in history class, and you see Wesley also awake, sitting next to you, as well as Nick Hayes. And you see Veronica, the woman that you all met back at the Ascension facility, sitting at the teacher's desk. Nick, you never graduated middle school? (laughs) Please take this seriously. (laughs) No, I'm kind of curious. What's your highest level of education? I I, 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 I I have a bachelor's degree. It's not important. <laughs> a bachelor's degree in what? Uh, economics. I knew it. <laughs> John owes me $5. Anyways. Oh, man. How did you, where are we? What is, is any of this real? Veronica at the front says, now, now, everybody, be quiet. Class is in session. Ooh, what are we learning about? She says, I'm so glad that you asked. And she pulls out a history book and lays it on top of the desk and opens it up to what seems like a random chapter. And Wesley and John and Clayton, as you look around, you kind of notice that there are parts of the classroom that are kind of what appear to be data mosh. Like there's a lot of like streaks of color and light and like fuzzy parts of the classroom Some of the, like, alphabet that's, like, on the wall seems, like, incoherent. Like, it switches into wingdings almost and, like, some (laughs) random symbols. The weather outside looks very bizarre. Like, the sky and the trees are sort of, like, merging together almost. And it seems like as the wind blows against the leaves, it's, like, manipulating the skies like pixels, if that makes sense. Guys, I don't know why, but I have the strangest feeling that, like, these visuals would make for a really good animated Spider-Man movie. I don't know why that just crossed <laughs> in my head, but like, I, it, it kind of gives me that vibe, you know? Excuse me, Miss Teacher, where are we? Uh, as I said, there's no talking. Wait, can I use the bathroom? <sighs> Veronica sighs, and she immediately looks to her left, and she goes, guards, and a guard materializes right in front of your desk, Clayton, and punches you across the face. When his fist hits your jaw, your jaw disintegrates into a stream of pixels that float sideways. You can now not speak. Your jaw is suspended. I have never been happier, yet more scared in my life. Okay, well, I guess the good news is that means whatever is going on here, this isn't real. So Nick Hayes looks at you, Wesley, and you suddenly hear his voice telepathically in your head. And he says, listen to me, just just play along and do as she says. And as you hear his voice, you also notice that there's sweat forming on his forehead and he's getting very red in the face. Um, Okay, then I guess I I just just sit quietly for a moment. Uh, Nick suddenly kind of like shakes his head back and forth. And Wesley, you notice some Steam appear like a puff out of his ears. Can I think a thought and see if he understands it? If I could talk back to him telepathically? Ooh. Yeah, try to roll for contact. Ooh. Um, okay. Oh, I don't have good contact. <laughs> I only have two. Nope. Uh, so you try to communicate telepathically with him, and you notice as you kind of like think whatever you're going to say. There's a serious pressure in your head. It almost feels like the inside of your head is like fully charged with static electricity. And there's some significant pressure. It kind of makes your head hurt a little. Oh, this must be what Clayton feels like when he tries to think thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Nick kind of seizes up a little bit in, in his chair. 
And Veronica sighs again and walks over to him and slams her uh, hand on his desk and goes, hey, hey, buddy, wake up, wake up. (sighs) Okay, Uh, can we pull him out of here? And suddenly Nick just completely disappears. Like the blink of an eye, he's gone. Uh, Teacher, what are we learning today? You said it's for a history lesson, right? Yes, yes, a history lesson, a... uh primer if you will and she walks back to her her desk and sits down and opens up uh her history book and she starts reading from it and she says we begin our lesson today with the discovery of the magnetron effect a marvel that led to the invention of massive gauss freighters to deliver cargo and consumer goods across continents using nothing but the earth's electromagnetic fields And as she says that, the classroom begins to shake, um, almost like an earthquake is passing through. And John, since you live in the poor side of town, you kind of recognize the shaking and a buzzing sound that occurs simultaneously with it as Mm -hmm. one of the magnetrine ships that used to pass above your house. If you recall way back Mm -hmm. in episode one, that your house was in the poor side of town. Wow, what a callback. you suddenly feel your heads like pulling upward a little bit. And there's all of this static electricity that's built up in your mind. Wow. This feels just like when I like try to think. What? what is, you can't, <laughs> you can't, can't talk. You can't talk. <laughs> he thinks that. And then he starts, yeah. his brain starts to hurt. His nose starts bleeding. Yeah. Uh, it's like 11. <laughs> um, I raise my hand. As you raise your hand, you notice that your hand starts to disappear because it starts melding in with the rest of the room that is now beginning to shake violently. Okay, can't do that. Suddenly, the entirety of the classroom kind of blurs together in this stream of random pixels. And then when it settles, you find yourself inside of a cargo hold of a ship. And when you look around, you can't see Veronica, but you do hear an intercom turn on. And you hear what sounds like Veronica's voice, but you can't really make it out. It's kind of incoherent and distorted. Is my jaw gone still? You find that your jaw has returned so you can speak again. Oh, thank God. That was the longest I think oh, I've ever no. not talked in my life. Clayton, I was going to try to ask to get your jaw back, but then when I raised my hand, it started to disappear. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, okay. Um. Okay. Well, so clearly we're not like, we're we're in like some kind of, you know, like um what uh, uh, Stuart's sister had. Like we're in some kind of virtual environment. Like this, this can't be real, right? Well, I, well maybe like this part's real. Like, cause like we're in a freighter, like in my jaws back. So I feel like maybe we're back in the real world. Like, is it, is, Do we is, see like any weird, uh, glitchy visuals like we saw in the classroom anywhere? Yes. Looking around, you could see some of the boxes in the cargo look a little distorted. There's light streaks. There's like data loss. Parts of the cargo ship look like they have all these sort of like compression artifacts. And the audio that's coming through the intercom as Veronica is speaking sounds very distorted and warbled. Clayton, you fool, look around us. We're uh, we're still in the, the fake virtual world. Aw, oh, dang it. Wait, I wonder if like I, I can like make my jaw fall off again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we could only hope. Clayton, <laughs> you do notice that even though your jaw is back, it does feel like your jaw does hurt. Whatever damage you took in the classroom, it feels real. Oh god, guys, it's like that. 
It's like that guy that has like all the scars on his face. The the movie that my mom wouldn't allow me to watch, where it's like if oh, you Scarface. die, no, no, no. If like if you die in the in oh. the dream, you die in real life. I think that was like Friday the Thirteenth or something like that. Maybe I wasn't allowed to watch it. Well, so we're probably actually just like sleeping in chairs somewhere, right? It's like the movies. Or maybe they have us trapped up to something and are like altering like the way that our minds work. I don't. Well, wait, that's what wait. I'm thinking. Like, I think we we are sitting like in a lab, or we're maybe at a loop facility. Oh and- wait, maybe it's just like all part of the show. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. Um, <laughs> but like maybe maybe like we gotta just get out of the cargo hole. Like, are we are we like tied down? Or are we like walking? No, you look down and you notice that the shackles that you had in those chairs are no longer with you. So you you have full motor function. Is there a door? Uh, you can roll for an investigate. Is it a jar? No, doors can't be <laughs> jars. Doors can't be jars. That's a guy who's never done acid, I'll tell you. Because <laughs> doors can't be jars. All right, my investigate is a solid two. Or jar nay door. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got no sixes. I feel like I'm staring right at a door, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't see a door, guys. Yeah, so you look around, and you do see this giant, like, back door to this cargo ship, right? Like, something that would basically be out of, like, Star Wars, where, like, a spaceship has, like, a giant cargo, like, garage opener or whatever in the back, right? Um, you mm-hmm. also notice, you look out the window and notice that this freighter is floating in the sky. So this must be one of those magnet, magnetrine ships that was like over your house. Uh, buddy, John, John, that's your name. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, yeah, no, was like uh, my brain is data washing too. Oh no. Now you guys know what it's like in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I, I don't know what, quite what's going on, but. I guess we could ask, uh, Miss Teacher, are you still there? All you hear is this warble, distorted noise coming through the intercom. You could make out like bits and pieces, but if you want to hear, you're going to have to roll a comprehend. I have six in comprehend, so that should be. Oh, damn. Better you than me. Damn, no. Wow. <laughs> Sucks is suck. You cannot make out any specific words or phrases that she's saying. God, it's like watching Charlie Brown. <laughs> yes, actually, very much so. It sounds exactly <laughs> like Charlie Brown. <laughs> Is there something that I can... Uh, I'm going to roll in investigate, if you don't mind, to see if there's anything in this room that would be of help. Go for it. While he's rolling that, can I roll and investigate like out the window? Can I look out the window and see if I can recognize like where we're flying over? For John, roll an investigate. For Wesley, roll a comprehend. Okay. All right. I'm going to get this right in the microphone so you can hear me roll my dice real well. Oh, yeah. Here, I'll do it, too. We love we love a good dice roll. I'm not Always. rolling, but I can roll. Okay. I did get a six that time. <laughs> okay. I did not get a six. Damn. You suck. When you look out the window, you do notice what look like satellite dishes that are affixed to all sort like the entire side of the ship. And you realize, like, that is probably what is keeping the ship afloat, are all of these satellite dish-type-looking things. Weirdly enough, even though you are super high in the sky, you have a feeling that this ship is moving southward. Do we know, like, what is southward in town? That's not where Lake Mead is, is it? Like, based off of the map that we got from the library, can we... Oh, wait, yeah, can I pull out my map? Because I think I still have that. 
Oh, that's a that is a good question. Do we still have our items when they took us? So you reach for your map and you can't find it. As a matter of fact, you all can't find any of your items. Oh my god, I'm including your iconic item. No, all of them are missing. Jokes on you. I can use my shirt as a rope. Am I just in my underwear? Is this just like that one dream? <laughs> wait, we have to rip John's shirt apart. <laughs> yes. Wait, no. wait. I want. What can I roll to rip John's shirt up to like make a rope so I can have an iconic item? And can I rip his shirt up to make no. a knife? Yeah. I roll. Roll for force. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that to John. No, we can't do that to John again. Um, wait. You go to grab my shirt and it just data moshes. Yeah, I'm not saying. really here. Yeah. This is all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta find a way to wake up. I think. All right, if we if we if we need to wake up, I'll take one for the team. Uh, Clayton, come here, and then I ball my f- hand into a fist <laughs> and I swing at him. <laughs> Roll for force. <laughs> All right, let's see. I only have one, so I got a six. <laughs> you tell me what happens, bud. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so this I've been waiting for this for the, <laughs> since I've met Clayton. I've yeah, been for waiting tw- for this. I'm like, all right, clinch up, buddy, and then I. Ball my hand into a fist and I swing at Clayton. I'm like, you, th- I hope this wakes you up. And I, and I just hit him dead in the jaw that he was just hidden where the <laughs> oh data smush happens. <laughs> the same thing happens. His jaw disintegrates and floats in midair and he can no longer speak. Mm. <laughs> Dang it. He just Gra- got Okay, that back. listen, listen. Granted, mm. he didn't wake up, but I still see this as a win. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Clayton, I am going to text you something privately in Discord. It's like Yoda. You're gonna do charades. I know this is a yeah. <laughs> this is an audio medium, and no one's gonna know okay. what you're doing. But you are going to do charades yeah. <laughs> to try to mime what you yeah. are witnessing. Go. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, he's pointing you, you to can... his eyes. You He's can pointing see, to his left. You can see mm. to your left. Mm. A Bible. There's a book. Mm-mm. There's a square. A square. The, mm, 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 mm. Okay. There's All squares, squares are triangles. On either side. We're in a cube. We're in a we're in a box. Is this fun for you listeners? Box. Um, <laughs> box. <laughs> box to the left. <laughs> Everything my, you own in a box is in the to box the to the left. <laughs> <laughs> Are all our belongings in a box to the left? Funny enough, that was kind of almost exactly right. Yes. So you look to your left, and there is a box that is open, and it looks suspiciously very familiar. Um. Okay. Uh. Do you Wait, recognize this, John? God, is this the is this the box that uh Clayton's dad left uh in uh, the house? It is. Oh. It's the one that, that had the arrow pointing up so we knew exactly um, how to get into the attic. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah. is the exact box. You see that exact box sitting amongst all of these other sort of distorted boxes. Is oh, the yeah. arrow still pointing up or is it pointing a different It way? is not. It is pointing to the right, even though the words this side up are upright. Oh, Okay. So I guess that's a hint as to because the other box that pointed up let us know that we needed to go up. Mm-hmm. I guess we need to follow this arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Wow, Clayton, you're almost more effective without your job. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Don't worry, Clayton. We, we are going to get your jaw back, though, buddy. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine the pain you're in. You just see Clayton like, wait, did my jaw disappear? Or is it just like on the ground? Because I would love it's to just, just see. floating in suspended space. Like, yeah, it's you just, just see Clayton just kind of like, kind of like butterfly catching, like SpongeBob so, je- or jellyfish catching, and he just keeps trying to grab it. <laughs> I go to Clayton and I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. And then I try to take my hand to grab the pixels and see if I can like push back his jaw onto his head. Yeah. So Clayton, when you start picking up the pixels, you feel this static electric charge. Like it's almost like Mm. it shocks you every single time. And then John, when you do that, you feel the exact same thing. You feel a lot of like kinetic energy as you collect all these Mm. pixels and you do Mm -hmm. manage to scoop up Clayton's jaw and affix it back to his face. And now Clayton can talk again. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I thought that would wake you up. Oh yeah. But no, there's a box over here. Yeah, I think we got that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, so we sh- remember how your well, you heard what John said. Your dad, your dad might be helping us out somehow. Yeah, maybe well, let's go follow the arrow, maybe, and just see. Yeah, let's see what's that way. Can we? What is it pointing towards? It's pointing down a row of boxes. Yeah, I follow okay. the. Ro- yeah, I'm gonna go down the row of boxes. But I want to look at the boxes and see if there's anything like specific in these boxes marked on them. Like yeah, more arrows uh, or something. Wesley, why don't you roll for investigate? Clayton, um, you can also roll for investigate. Yeah, I'm gonna roll for investigate, even though it's just two, I think. Uh one six. Two ones? Snake eyes. Two ones, wow. So Clayton, you're walking down the corridor of cargo boxes and you don't really see anything. You don't know what you're looking for. And what's making things worse is as you're looking around, there's some significant data moshing occurring inside of this cargo hold. So it's like there's a lot of incoherent things. Wesley, when you go up to the box, you peek inside and you notice that it has the same items that it did back when you were at Clayton's dad's house. So old trophies, photographs, just random boxed up things. As you are looking at this stuff, the ship kind of shudders a little bit and you watch all of the items inside kind of shift around and they kind of distort a little bit. But you also notice that the arrow jiggles on the side of the box. It's almost like the arrow is moving like a compass needle. Should we like take this box with us? Um, oh yeah, maybe I, yeah, that's I what we do. Gra- grab the box. I guess we just take this box and follow the arrow. Yeah. So as you walk down that corridor, the arrow starts moving and it shifts towards the right. Okay, Clayton, hang a right up here. Okay. And then as you kind of follow the arrow, you come across the side of the cargo hold. And while you're moving, the uh, the cargo hold starts to like shudder significantly. And you hear another warbled voice coming through the intercom that you can't make out. Can I try to make out? Yeah, roll for comprehension. With Wesley? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I remember the first time I tried to make out. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, my comprehend is just two. Eventually, I'll roll a six. I rolled Can a- I just ask why you didn't want to try to make out with John? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I, I just, I just want to know. Uh, I rolled a five and a one, which equals six. Does that count? Uh, no, that doesn't count. You can't make out what it's saying, but on the wall, you notice a emergency, like in case of emergency, break glass. And behind the glass is Clayton's rope. <gasps> Y'all, it's, it's my rope. Wait, wait. Mm, what's the box doing? Is it the pointing box to the is rope? Pointing directly to the rope. Oh, okay. Because C- I've I've gotten wiser over the over the days, you know. 
And I was just like worried that it was going to be a trap. But if you guys don't think it's a trap, I'm just going to go ahead and grab my rope. I mean, worst case, you break that glass and it all just disintegrates like everything else around here does. So I feel like it's, you know, it's probably a win-win. Okay, I'm going to break the glass. Roll for force. Is it bad that I'm so tempted that if I fail this again, I'm just going to use a, my one luck point, but I feel like it's not worth it. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, I would say uh, that. I would say well, that. don't fail it then. Oh, thank God I got one six. Okay, so with Damn. one six, you punch the glass and it shatters. And just as Wesley predicted, all of the glass kind of disintegrates and kind of blends in with the environment around you. Some of the glass does end up falling to the floor and like streaking, like creating little streaks on the floor. Um, But when you pick up your rope, you feel the weight of the rope in your hand. Guys, I feel the weight of the rope in my hand. I feel the weight of the world. (laughs) On my shoulders. (laughs) When you grab the rope, Clayton, suddenly the ship violently shakes. It's like you hit this massive wave of turbulence. And suddenly all of the boxes in the cargo hold shift around and move. As they move, they create vertical streaks of light on the ground that are colored the same like tan or beige color of the boxes. And suddenly the ship tilts violently and starts like pitching backward and the cargo door opens and you feel this sudden gust of wind pulling all these boxes out into the open sky. And these light streaks then start merging with the sky's light streaks and it creates what kind of looks like a warp speed effect outside. But this wind is blowing all of you towards the um, streaks of light. Uh, do we go towards the streaks of light or do I use my rope to try and tie onto something? No, we Clay, hang on? never go towards the light. Yeah. <laughs> but sorry, wait, what was that second idea you just said? I think that oh, was I'll a good it. one. Uh, I throw my rope and like hold us so that way we can all hold on. Yeah, yeah. Abs- absolutely. So with your rope, you do have a plus two again. So you are, you are good to use that plus two on your rope uh, just for Clayton. But for John and Wesley, you're going to have to roll a force to hold on. Uh, and then what am I rolling? Am I rolling a force as well? You're going to roll a force as well. Okay, so if my force is seven, so, oh, nine. Hell yeah, so I have three, six, eight. I need you to roll three uh, successes, Clayton. (laughs) Did he fail? (laughs) I'm going to use a luck point. I got, I'm going to use my one luck point, I think. How many did you roll? I rolled nine. Nine. Wow. <laughs> and you didn't get a single success? Not a single wow. success. I'm using my one luck point. Screw it, because I can't go out like this. I'm going to wait for Clayton to roll, and then I'll roll. I rolled two sixes. Okay. okay. Enhance the scene, pocket, or... Well, hold on. You should uh, wait till Corey rolls, because <laughs> yeah, I failed it. Roll. So if Corey succeeds, you got to give me that success. <laughs> I rolled a four. Oh, no. So enhance the scene, pocket, or give a success to one of them. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Okay. I'm going to... I have... How many luck points do you have, Tyler? I have four luck points, but is now the time to use them? I'm going to... I have three. I'll use one luck point for this. If I don't get it, I don't get it. It just feels pointless for me to use a luck point because I only have one. And so if I roll, it's a one in six chance. I mean, it's the same for me. I only have one in body as well, but it's like if one of us can okay. get a six. So here's my thought. 
I feel like I'm going to give the success to Wesley yeah, because I feel like it's going to take John. No, no, because I feel like it's going to take John a little bit longer to get like kind of thrown out, you know, like not trying to insinuate anything. But like, I think he just has he's a little bit more dense of a guy. He is pretty dense. Um, but that means he'll fall out faster. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't well, know. Wesley's so aerodynamic. It's tough to say. Yeah. <laughs> um. God, I feel like I, I would almost want to do a reaction, but I feel like I don't have enough time to do something like that. Because, like, part of me wants to, what if, okay, so I did the force to grab onto the rope. Could I mm -hmm. technically roll, like, move to see if I can grab John's hand? Yeah, you could try that. Okay. I'll allow it. But then I feel like you also have to roll a force after that to make sure that you hold on to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I get six in that, so... I'm about to buy some more dice if I fail this. <laughs> I'm absolutely just going to, like, throw these dice away. Just kidding, because Haley bought me three of these. You need to buy one uh, weighted one that always lands on a six and use it in these situations yeah. when you really need <laughs> right? it. Uh, I got one six. With your success, you manage to tie the rope around some pipe that is on the side of the wall. And you manage to grab, Wesley, the end of the rope and hang on. John, you lose your footing and start to fall over, but just before your face hits the ground, Clayton grabs you. The force of grabbing Clayton, though, and the amount of added weight causes the pipe to snap, and all of you tumble out of the cargo hold and into the shrieks of light, and you are accelerating fast. All of a sudden, you are going through what seems like a tunnel at warp speed, and you have no idea what's going on, and it seems endless. Uh, guys. I imagine this is what playing Sonic is like if we had ever actually finally gotten that Sega Genesis, but we yeah. never did. <laughs> so what you're saying is... Adam got those two successes just mm -hmm. to get that thrown out the window because we all ended up in this. Yes, anyways. you would have been injured if it w if one of you had failed. Okay. Yeah. So okay. do we have any like control over our movement as we're like flying through hyperspace? You don't seem to have any control over your movement, but you do notice that there are items that are zipping past you, but they're going so fast you have no idea what they could be. Could I roll and investigate to see if I can see what one of those items are? Yeah, 100%. Ooh, I got a six. Okay, with one six, you don't recognize any of the items, but suddenly you hear some sort of interference, like radio interference. And Clayton, it is so funny that out of all three of us, you were the one that rolled a successful investigate. You start to hear what sound like maybe radio sports announcers. And it sounds like you're listening to a baseball game. Uh, guys, I think the the, the I think the 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 boulders are playing right now. Well, well, the pro league is the geodes, but oh yeah, you're right, the geodes. <laughs> my bad. What inning? Are are we winning? Wait, no, that's not important right now. That's not important. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you can't? What do you mean there's a sports I hear radio, game going on? I hear on? radio frequency. I hear a baseball game playing right now. Wait, where is it coming from? I don't see any radios. Are there any walkie-talkies or anything in this this uh stuff flying by? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't see any. It's going if, too if, quickly. If there is, oh, I miss. I miss my Batman walkie-talkies. Oh, uh, me too. Can I roll and investigate to see? A hundred percent. I got one six. With one six, you still can't make out any of the items that are zipping past you, but every so often, almost rhythmically, 
there seems to be some sort of hole in the side of this tunnel that zips past you. And it zips past, like, if you're keeping time with it, it's like every two seconds. All right, so I look at the guys like, guys, um, I think whatever we're in is just looping because there's this, I could see this, like, this hole and it shows up like every two seconds. Oh, you guys are moving super fast and feel like you guys have to start shouting. You are you are hey, traveling like 900 what? miles John, an hour. John, what are you saying? <laughs> okay, so there are every two seconds this hole shows up. <laughs> so what are we going to do? Jump through it? I, would you think I what could get my... Miss? Whoa, wait, do you think we could get my rope to like tie onto it maybe? Like throw uh, your rope through it? I don't know. Maybe someone's but on the end then, of it. But then you would just lose your rope. How are you going to get well, no, to it? no, because I hold on one end of it. That's how a rope works. Yeah, but if the rope doesn't <laughs> attach to anything. That's how a rope works. <laughs> no, but like the rope would just come back to me if it doesn't attach onto anything. It's not a boomerang. Yeah. Well, no, if I'm holding the other end, it'll just come back to me. Then what's the point of throwing it in there? Because something might grab it. <laughs> I mean, we could try it. I don't understand how this is going to work, but go for it. I throw my rope, in, like one end of it, into the into the hole. But he forgets to grab the other end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say roll for force. Oh, wait, and it's my rope, so I get a bonus, right? Yes. Which dice out of the seven that I, oh yeah, out of the eight that I just threw that I think might give me a six because I didn't get a single six with eight. Uh, we're going to roll the metal dice. Dang it. I didn't get a single six. So as you are getting ready to throw your rope at this, what seems to be a hole, you suddenly get hit violently <laughs> straight in the jaw again. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and your oh, jaw disintegrates for the third time. You are going to take the injured condition this time around. And you cannot speak. However, whatever item hits you, you notice is also doing the same thing where it is rhythmically flying through this tunnel at the same like clip, like every two seconds it reappears, whatever this object is. Mm. Now you can't say anything, Clayton, but you can ask questions, you could roll, you could do that sort of thing. Clayton, what's going on? But oh my god, your jaw is gone again. <laughs> and, I, and I like point to the, the the item that keeps coming over, and I'm like, wait, it's kind of like when you're listening to the chimpanzees, Nick Hayes' band, and you're kind of counting, you know, the drum beats, maybe. If I just count myself in and try to go for it, I can grab it. What if uh, what if we took, like, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. What if I took my shirt and then we <laughs> used that as, like, a, a net to catch whatever this oh. flying item is? Yeah, mm -hmm. like, I can stand on one side of it, you stand on the other, and then we'll, we'll both grab a side of the shirt. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so I take my shirt off. Ooh. Um, yeah, get it done. <laughs> <laughs> I take Sorry, we're in grave off. danger. Yeah. <laughs> I listen, I told you I was built like a Greek god. <laughs> and so uh, I grab two sides of the uh, or one side of the shirt and I give the other side to the uh, suddenly the entire light tunnel just freezes momentarily. It's like someone hit the pause button 
and this voice of God says, he does not look like a Greek God. And then it restarts. (laughs) (laughs) What's actually crazy is when uh, Wesley grabs the other end, they actually like slow down because it's almost like a parachute. No, I'm just kidding. It it reminds me of of that old Nickelodeon show where the uh, kid like freeze frames, he steps out of frame. He goes, you're wondering, I bet you're wondering how I got here. Yeah, (laughs) that's me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we, we do that. We hold the shirt from both sides. And I'm sure the object like slams in the shirt and takes us flying. <laughs> Roll for force. And I'm going to say because you're using an object, add a plus one, both of you, to that dice thing. Oh, God. Because um, that's only one for me, but plus one. Okay, here we go. Nope. Ooh, I actually got one six. Oh, thank God. Okay, with one six, you kind of create this sort of net. And the object slams into it and John, you suddenly in the blink of an eye, like you fall over onto this dirt mound and you hear a stadium crowd cheering. And when you look up, the shirt that you had had turned into a baseball mitt and you were holding a baseball. And when you look around, you suddenly see yourself in a stadium and everyone is cheering. Oh my god, this is really this really is like one of those dreams where I'm just like shirtless in front of an audience. <laughs> <laughs> and they start chanting Carl, 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 Carl. And suddenly you wake up and you are inside of a research lab. Wesley and Clayton, you also suddenly find yourself in a research lab and you turn around and you see John is like had had his head on a desk, and next to him is a radio that is transmitting a baseball game. And there is a man that is standing over John who has blonde hair, he's got a cigarette in his hand, and he's like, smartest physicist in the world, and they're fucking listening to the Mets game and sleeping on the job. The Geodes were playing the Mets? We didn't have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Clayton... While you're trying to get your bearings, you your jaw really hurts and you feel some sort of liquid building up in your mouth and you feel blood running out of your mouth. Ugh. And this blood, it's not disintegrating, it's not doing anything. It it feels real. Guys, this uh I think we we really do get hurt when we're in here. I mean, uh yeah, you do have the smartest physicists, you know. We're doing uh the things that we need to get the physicists done. Oh, 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 you are? Okay. <laughs> Do you have a status update for me then? What's the latest? Yeah, we're about like 40% of the way there. And have you heard about string theory? I heard about string theory. Of course I've heard about string theory. You're talking to the smartest physicist in the United States. We don't, well, wait, that has nothing well, to do with how many times you can like pull apart a string cheese. That We're, we're doing physics here. Wait, so when I look at these two, do they look like themselves? When you're looking at both Clayton and John, they have their faces, but they have like adult bodies and you're all wearing like lab coats. John's body, by the way, is looking fucking jacked. (laughs) Uh, Could I look down and see if I see a name tag on myself? Roll for investigate. I was going to say, I know what's going on, but Clayton's not smart enough to know what's going on. Oh, wow. I actually got a six. Give yourself a name. Any name you want. My name is uh, Joffrey. Joffrey, cool. That seems like a very lovable name that has no cultural impact whatsoever. That's what your name tag says. It says Joffrey. 
And above it, you see Loop Research uh, Assistant. All right, we'll we'll get back to work. We're good. I, I just, I'm sorry. I just, I have the Eisenhower administration is up my fucking ass. We've been at this for a decade and this accelerator has not turned over any results. And now I have a fucking scientist. My employees are sleeping on the job and listening to fucking baseball. Okay. Yes, this Can is we how we think. Please get back to work. Well, okay. Um, well, yes, we were sleeping on the job. We'll, we'll take uh, full responsibility for that, but I think what might be clear, what might help a lot at this stage, you know, in the process is you kind of reiterating to the team, to us, your team, what is like, what is our end goal here? Like, what are we, what are we trying to truly achieve so that we know how we can best help you? If you tell us kind of what your end goal is, like, what are we really doing here? You know? Ooh, roll for lead. Okay. I'm going to use my extra dice uh, that I have. You got to go for it. Step. And if I don't get it, this will be where I use a luck point. <laughs> yes. Okay, got a six. The scientist in front of you sighs heavily, and he points to a window that looks out into this tunnel. And you recognize that tunnel was probably the exact tunnel that you were just in a few moments ago. You are on the inside of a research facility that is looking out into a particle accelerator. And he says... Ever since we've discovered the magnetrine effect, the government has been putting all of its resources and funding into electromagnetic fields. We are trying to come up with advanced technology in order to create international travel, okay? International travel and teleportation. Why do I have to tell you all of this information? This was something that was given to you when you first signed on to this job. And we are here 10 years later and not a single discovery has been made. Do you have any idea? This entire operation is on the precipice of shutting down. All of these people that move to Boulder for a better life, yeah, the economy's gonna fucking go if we don't turn over any results soon. Yeah, Joffrey, are you getting that through your thick skull? I'm with you, sir. <laughs> Roll for charm. Uh, oh, no. Aye, <laughs> 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 um, aye, Captain. For my charm, I rolled two sixes. Enhancer pocket. So I will... Actually, I'm just gonna pocket it for this one you're gonna pocket it okay yeah so the scientist turns to you and says i just need to have something in the next 30 days to present to the board and to this administration okay i cannot show up to another dart meeting with nothing to show for it they are going to cut our funding so i would appreciate it if you all would stop listening to sports and just get back to work try to I don't know. Use your fucking heads, okay? Please, all of you. I'm very busy. And he storms out of the room and shuts the door. Did I catch his name tag? Did he have a name tag that I, like, had a name on it that I recognize? Roll for investigate. Two sixes again. Enhance or pocket? I'm gonna actually still pocket. You see on his lab coat, Malcolm Grayson, and then underneath, director, Loop Boulder City. Malcolm Grayson. Okay. 
So I guess we should start working on this, guys. So according to the theory of relativity. No, uh, oh, sorry. Hold on. Sorry. We're not these people. <laughs> Wait, we're not? I'm not smart? <laughs> oh, no, buddy. You've always been smart. Also, you can't speak. Your mouth is bleeding. No, his mouth is back, but his, his, <laughs> oh, jaw, no, I'm his, just his mouth is blood now. He's, he's, he's just, like speaking yeah. as the blood is like pouring, his teeth are falling. <laughs> I was going to say, Clayton's the type of person that doesn't fix that type. Like, yeah, he's the type of person, like, you could say he has something on his mouth and, like, he's just not going to wipe it off. And so, like, he's just talking like normal and blood is just, like, coming off of his mouth. I guess I guess I shouldn't say you can't speak. I should have said you shouldn't speak. Yeah. <laughs> For the love of God, <laughs> stop speaking. Sucker and suck You guys investigate because I don't investigate too good. But like, see if you could find maybe y'all's iconic items. Do we still have that box? No, the box is gone. Dang it. Oh man. Okay, yeah, I'll roll I'll roll and investigate to see what's going on with this room. I got one six. So it's one six, John, you are still at the desk with that uh, radio in front of you that is tuned into the sports game. But suddenly you start hearing this incoherent music. It sounds like very heavy, like brass and string music, but it's creating just the worst music you've ever heard in your life. Oh God, it's Ska. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys for not taking a dig because I was waiting for one of you assholes to go, is that H-A-R? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, screw you guys. Oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to actually take this uh, walkie-talkie or this radio with me. Okay, so you pick up the radio <laughs> and uh, yeah, what are you going to do with it? Um, I'm going to see if I can tune it to like any other kind of frequency to see if there's something else that's going on. Yeah, as you move the tuner, you start recognizing the music that's coming through. It's actually the Batman theme song. <gasps> <gasps> Guys. <gasps> what, John? <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> um, so... When I look at this, do, do I recognize this as like my Batman walkie-talkie? Am I close to finding my iconic item? You could roll for a comprehend, maybe. Okay. My luck, luck ran out. Did not roll a six on that one. Uh, you have no idea if this is going, like, if this is your walkie-talkie or not. Okay. Wait, maybe right, well, I'm gonna John, hold on to it anyways. I was gonna say, John, speak into it. Maybe, maybe we'll hear your other walkie-talkie. Well, it's. It's a radio, right? So is it, it's not a walkie-talkie. You do notice a button on the side that looks kind of like a walkie. <gasps> okay, okay. All right, well, then I'll test it. Uh, um, roll for contact. I got one six on that one. Okay, with one six, the moment you press the push to talk button, the radio clicks and it turns into the Batman walkie-talkie. <gasps> yes! No way, John, you got your iconic, wait, so that must be my iconic item is around here somewhere too. Wait, but where's your other walkie-talkie, John? Nick Hayes had your other talkie, didn't he? Oh, I think we did. <gasps> You're right. Wait, do you think you could talk to Nick Hayes? All right, I'm going to press the button. Is, is anybody on the other side? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? When you press the button, you immediately start hearing the voice of Malcolm Grayson again, the same scientist that was just in the room with you. Uh -oh. And he doesn't respond directly to you, but he says, Lights. Home appliances, computers, robots, all of them are powered by electricity. The single greatest energy source for science. 
Now, we tend to think of electricity as man-made, but how do we explain lightning? Or static? Or electric eels? The Soviets were smart enough to study Earth's electromagnetic field, and their discovery of the electric currents within the liquid core of the Earth and in the atmosphere paved the way towards the magnetrine freighters we know today. So, this breakthrough showed us how beneficial Earth's electromagnetic fields are, but of course, we weren't about to let the Soviets claim dominion over that power. And that's what led us to harnessing those fields for future study and the investment into developing particle accelerators for advanced research. Now, since Earth's electromagnetic field covers the world, the thinking went, would it be possible to leverage its energy to create means of instant teleportation? Is it possible to move troops around the globe at a moment's notice? If we unlock that power, it would, well, we would just become the world power. But what if we were thinking of teleportation all wrong? Physical teleportation might be impossible, but mental teleportation? And you hear another voice that you do not recognize. And you just hear someone say, You mean imagination? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Malcolm responds with, Precisely. And you hear a chorus of laughter that sounds very warbled coming through this walkie-talkie. And you hear, Well, that's quite the breakthrough, boys. We could just tell Eisenhower that all he has to do is imagine deploying troops anywhere in the world. And there's more laughter, and then suddenly you hear Malcolm again, and he says, Well, thinking involves the firing of neurons in our brain. Those neurons communicate with one another using two systems, chemical neurotransmitters and anyone want to take a guess? And you don't hear anything else after that. I don't know the answer to that one. Do you guys? Yeah, don't look at me. To be honest, I kind of fell asleep halfway through it. It was just so long <laughs> and so boring. It was kind of like school, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was honestly expecting Clayton to come up, grab the walkie-talkie, be like, oh, this is so boring. Let's turn the, the ball game yeah. back on. <laughs> yeah. just, like, switch Let's check the score again. Yeah, my head's hurting again. Can I roll a comprehend to see if this is maybe something I learned in school by chance? So if you know the answer, you could just speak it into the walkie-talkie, but if you don't know the answer, you can roll a comprehend for a chance to get the answer. Magnets? Seems to always be <laughs> magnets. I mean, Tyler doesn't know this, so... <laughs> I'm happy to roll an, uh, 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 anything, whatever yeah, I Yeah, Wesley, roll. you can go ahead and roll a comprehend. Okay. Is it electricity? John, I feel like you should try to figure it out, too, because I feel like John's the smarter guy. He would know. Although, I don't know. I'm Wesley's good at school. I'm going to also comprehend with my two. I honestly feel like electricity might be a good guess because he was talking about electricity this entire time. Uh, I did get a six, so. All right, so I, I'm also Damn, I was really hoping you wouldn't get it because I so actually got one, you. and I wanted it to be me so badly. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, I'm going to... Oh, I also got a six. Oh, shit. Guess what? That entire dice roll was absolutely meaningless because before you rolled it, you guessed correctly. It is electricity. That's, okay, that's what I was thinking. Like, I'm like, it has to be electricity. He was talking about electricity this entire time. Mm hmm. Okay, so I, I look, I talk into the walkie talkie, like, uh, electricity. When you speak that into the walkie-talkie, there is this loud explosion and the room around you shakes and an entire wall blasts apart into all of these pixels, right? It becomes data moshed again. And through the walkie, you hear, That's correct. 
Bingo, electrical impulses. We know this because we can harness this too. Electrical activity in the brain can be recorded using EEGs, and we've learned to translate their electrical patterns into brain waves. And brain waves are associated with various states of consciousness. Anybody know the five? Um, hmm. Is one of them awake? One of them maybe is asleep? Maybe like REM? REM sleep? Sound? <laughs> I don't think that's one, Clayton. <laughs> is it electricity again? <laughs> Are you going to say that into the walkie? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you say that and you hear, no. And also, that's just one. <laughs> that's true. You did ask for five. <laughs> yeah. Is REM one? How about REM? Like REM sleep. Am I just surrounded by idiots? Are all of you in this room just morons? So I have been told I have the knowledge base of an 11-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Can I roll another investigate? <laughs> yeah. Or roll, you would roll or, a or comprehend. Sorry, comprehend. comprehend. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. also going to comprehend. I didn't roll any sixes that time, unfortunately. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't either. All right, Tyler, it's up to you. Okay. Unless you don't want to roll. No, no, no. I'll, I'll totally roll. What does the audience think? <laughs> If you think Tyler should roll, ooh, two sixes. Enhance her pocket or uh, give a success. Can I give a success to Clayton? But I can't give. <laughs> if I could give him both, I would. Um, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna enhance it. Enhance. You're it. gonna enhance it. Yeah. The five brain waves are gamma, beta, alpha, theta, and delta. John, you should have known beta. Uh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Damn, damn, air damn. horn. Hold on, I thought, wait, uh, I thought you were my friend. Why, why are you dunking on me like this? <laughs> I was just kidding, bud. We're in a dire situation. I was just trying to lighten the mood. Yeah, I don't know where you saw that Clayton somehow, like, notices that he had an air horn that materiously, <laughs> or, like, materialized into his hand. <laughs> also, am I still wearing a shirt? Uh, or am I no longer wearing a shirt? Because no, you're wearing a lab coat. You're wearing a lab coat okay. now. With okay. no shirt underneath, though. No yeah. shirt underneath. Because if, if I had no shirt and he called me beta, I don't know what I would do with myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So okay. are you going to say that into the mic? Uh, <laughs> okay. We let, we let, I let Clayton do that. I tell that to Clayton and then I let him say it in the mic because I know he needs this one. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I got gosh. it. It's, it's gamma, theta, alpha, like myself, Beta and and Delta, like Another airlines. Another explosion happens on the wall adjacent from that other wall, and more of the room starts to blur together in this sea of pixels. And you hear, "Perfect, excellent. Finally, people are paying attention in this room." And I don't have to tell you how tedious and monotonous the life of a physicist is. It can be mentally taxing work, and it leaves our scientists exhausted. And I hesitate to share this information with the board today, but you must know that we've caught some of our team sleeping on the job. Uh-oh. And some of them dream. Anyone here care to venture a guess about the brainwave that's associated with REM sleep? Is it... Is it... Is it gamma? I have the walkie-talkie. I'm not pressing the button. Get away. <laughs> <laughs> John, do you know? REM sleep. I, I honestly, I didn't learn this in any of my classes. I, I'm gonna roll comprehend. <laughs> yeah, I think we got to do that. I can't. Yeah, yeah go for it. Uh, I can't like suss comprehend. out a reasoning for any one of those to make sense with James. James. I uh, did not get a six. Yeah, I'm also gonna roll. Oh, let me also get rid of my luck point because I did use that earlier. Ooh, I did get one six actually. 
And then Wesley? Oh, I didn't roll, but I can. After saying that I didn't learn it in school, I, I successfully rolled yeah. six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Clayton, Clayton, funny enough, ironically enough, was sleeping during this lesson. I did get a six off of that, funny enough. <laughs> All right, yeah. so I'll Since I said I didn't learn it in school, I'm going to let Wesley say it because it makes more sense. <laughs> you fools! It's theta waves, obviously. And when you speak that into the walkie, the rest of the room explodes around you and you suddenly find yourself sitting in a boardroom around a conference table. And you are different people this time around. You are wearing nice, fancy more suits. More mature? But no, your faces are still the exact same. Oh. And you are surrounding a board of what seems to be a lot of rich white men. Guys, <laughs> just when you think it can't get worse, first they put us in school and then we're like, "Ugh, how can it get worse than this? Then they put us at a job and yeah. then we're like, how can it be worse than this? Now we're in a meeting at a yeah. job. How can it get worse? In suits. In suits. <laughs> This is so restricting. Like, how am I supposed to move? Like, what if, like, something happened, like, and I needed to run? But you know what is nice about being here? Like, I really feel like I can experience the culture of the office, you know? That's yeah. something you just don't get when you're not here. Yeah. Wesley, Wesley, <laughs> you're, going, you're going down the wrong way, man. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone around you is looking at all three of you, and then at the front of the conference room, standing in front of a screen, is Malcolm, and he goes, can I finish? Are you all done? Wait, oh, guys. oh, so sorry. I thought I said wait, that in my head. Sorry, sir. Wait, guys, guys, do we think do we think this is our history lesson? Yeah, yes, Clayton. That's what all of this is, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go go ahead, Malcolm. In the middle. I didn't need your permission, but thank you. Uh, I know. Well, you're in the middle. I just just need you to know that. <laughs> but something interesting does happen to our team when the particle accelerator is activated and our bodies drift to sleep. Our scientists have reported vivid, hyper-realistic dream states. And when we analyze the electromagnetic field reports from the accelerator, we notice these slight, almost imperceptible changes to the electric fields. The radio waves inside of the accelerator were changing. And one of the other people that's sitting at this boardroom says, so are you suggesting that the electromagnetic field is talking to us in our sleep and Malcolm shakes his head and says no I'm suggesting the electromagnetic field is talking to us right now <gasps> and if it can talk to us and we're able to control electromagnetic fields who's to say we can't make the electromagnetic field say what we want and if we can influence the electromagnetic field then that means Oh, is that a question? We can control reality? And Malcolm says, mind control. Exactly. We can't teleport the human body, but we can teleport the human mind. There is one problem, however. Effective mind control requires a patient to be awake and conscious, but states of consciousness as alpha waves, as beta waves, through gamma waves, those frequency bands are too powerful to influence and manipulate, or at least that's what our research has shown. They're too, I don't know, critical and rational. If only there were humans who operated at that theta or delta level when they were conscious. And another one of the board members turns and looks at him with wide eyes and goes, I'm sorry, are you suggesting that we develop this research by testing children? Oh my God. 
Yeah, wait. Maybe we shouldn't do that. That sounds like yeah, that a sounds violation like a of uh, human rights. That's not ethical. I don't know. I feel like it's already too late. <laughs> Malcolm turns to you, John, and Wesley and says, well, wasn't the first vaccine on a child an ethical violation? Yeah, but that was back in those days. I thought we've changed as a society. Well, I mean, it's the 70s now, so kind of I think we could do what we want, right? But what about the rules? What about regulations? What The whole society falls up apart without rules. If people start breaking the rules and the rules don't matter and everything starts to crumble. We live in a society. <laughs> Malcolm turns to you, Wesley, and says, oh, you guys are just so simple-minded. Rules only exist to keep normal people in check, but everybody else, we can kind of do whatever we want. Like, the amount of atrocities we've committed internationally, you think that's going to be, oh no, what, think about the children. You all really think that's going to be the bar that we're going to stop at? I would hope so. Children are the future. You know what? They are the future. The future of this research assignment. And look, you know, if the public might not allow it to happen, but, you know, they just, I guess it requires a bit of imagination and we kind of already started doing it. John starts freaking out at the implications of what's happening. Hey Wesley, you want to go ahead and look for that knife of yours? Uh, yeah. Actually, that might feed, that might help me with what I want to do next. Sure, roll for an investigate. One six. With one six, you are looking around this conference room and you notice that there are windows that are on the opposite side and there are a bunch of scientists that are walking about in that hallway. And suddenly one of them catches your attention. It's John's dad. Oh. He walks by the conference room. So yeah, Wesley notices that and he starts freaking out too. Um, so I'm going to tell you what I want to try to do and then you tell me what I would need to roll to make this happen. So I want to just like get up and I want to go uh, up to Malcolm and I want to try to pin him against the wall. Like see if my adult body has adult strength behind it. Ooh, okay, yeah. I would say uh, roll for force, but okay. you don't get any extra dice on this one. Can I add my extra dice for my pool to it? Yep, you sure can. I'm going to add both. Oh, nice. I got one six, one out of the three. Explain what happens. Okay. Wesley runs up to the front. He marches up to the front of the boardroom and he pins Malcolm against the wall. And he's like, it just, it just never ends, does it? You start in school and you have these stupid bullies pushing you around and ruining the world. And then they grow up to work as the scientist that's in the stupid lab. And then that person pushes his subordinates around. And then it comes all the way up to you, all the way up to the stupid board members and the people who run this place all bullying all of us and doing it by breaking the rules. You're taking all the people here who have rules and structure and you're manipulating us and using us, using kids. That's, that's insane. That's, that's unethical. That's horrible. And you know what? All you people are teaching me is that breaking the rules is the only way to get what you want. And so I'm, I'm done playing by the rules. I've said it before, but I mean it this time for real. Veronica, I want out of this. I want out of this now. And I try to punch the guy. Okay. Um, I would say for the punch roll for force again. Okay. Um, oh, this is not going to go well. Cause this is only a <laughs> one die. Mm -hmm. Um, I look at him before the punch as I'm rolling and then we'll figure out if I got it. And I'm, uh, 
I'm like, Clayton, John, come on. We're done playing by their rules. We're done. And I <laughs> roll a four. <laughs> so you pinned him against the wall, which is a screen. So he was doing a presentation. So there's a screen behind you. Okay. So when you try to punch him, your fist hits the screen and suddenly you feel the static charge in your hand and your hand sinks into the television. Ooh. And you feel a lot of like pressure and static electricity in your arm all of a sudden. It feels like your arm is electrically charged. The same time that that happens, you suddenly feel the pressure in your head increase significantly. And it get you feel really hot. It feels like someone just turned the temperature up in this room to like 150 degrees. You start sweating and Ooh. your head feels like it is going to explode. When you do this, Malcolm smirks at you, grabs you by the sides and dips backward into the television. So when he pitches back into the TV, you find yourself floating around in an empty space and all around you are images of Malcolm as if they were displayed on a TV wall. And he says, As I was saying, we already started this process. We have all of these little electromagnetic fields in everyone's homes. Think about the way a television program pulls you in, grabs your attention. Sure, that program has to be entertaining enough, but what if part of our attraction to television is electromagnetic? We already have those cathode ray tubes inside of our TVs at home. And who better to draw in viewers than the future generation? The, the children. children. And suddenly you find yourself disintegrating and you emerge in a brand new conference room and you are sitting by yourself with John and with Clayton. Okay, guys, we, we can't, we're not playing along anymore. We have to get out of this. They're clearly, the, all this technology they're talking about, they're using it on us right now. That's how we're seeing this. That's how we're moving through all of this. There's gotta be a way to interrupt whatever this mind control is. They're talking about using brain waves and all that. Is there any 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 way that we can like disrupt these brainwave um uh, whatever from uh, holding us hostage like this. I, well, I, I don't, I don't have that many brain waves. So like maybe I can try. <laughs> <laughs> they have the, the least amount of grasp on Clayton. I mean, I could wait, wait question. So I know you've tried punching me and it just takes my jaw and it makes it bloody. But like, what if I like just like threw myself into the wall to see if it would make, it would knock myself out and then I'd wake well, up before you hurt yourself. Before you hurt yourself. <laughs> I, when we were in this con conference room last, I saw John's dad out in the hallway through that window. What? Mike, you saw my dad? Right as you say that information, a scientist walks into the room, shuts the door, looks at all three of you and goes, all right, um, never thought six years of grad school and tens of thousands of dollars of debt would, uh, you know, get me into this situation being the top neurophysicist in the United States. But, um, it's six years of grad school, idiot. Welcome to our first brainstorming session on developing children's programs to get them hooked on TV so that we can lure them into focus groups so that they can come be experiments for the loop. Yeah. Uh, and your name is? 
it's 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 me, Mark jo- Joffrey. It's me. We we work together, and you do notice that you all are your sci- like your scientific selves again. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God, I'm smart again. And Mark sits down at the front and open like pulls out an expo marker and starts mark. Well, no, I'm oh, sorry, it's the '80s. I don't even know if they have whiteboards. He pulls out a piece of chalk. Yeah, <laughs> and he goes up to this blackboard and he writes children's show ideas. And he and he goes, okay, so. Theta waves are most common in children ages two through six. So we're probably looking at a preschool show, like in the two to six demo. Does anyone have any ideas for a half hour preschool show? Guys, guys, we don't have we don't have to play along with this. Oh, wait, maybe a show about. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when did the HR Puffin stuff come out? I what? <laughs> what is that? Hold on, HR. Pro, it's a it's nineteen sixty nine. So okay, it is so a children's show. Out. What about what about Caillou? Unless no, that kidding. ran for twenty years on television, I'm not yeah. sure we would know about that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, actually, uh, Mark, before you get started, I think I need to go to the bathroom. You know, you gotta you gotta really cl- you know gotta clear the drain to clear the mine. Uh. Okay. Uh, hey, if you, when you're in there, just like you know, come up with some ideas because I just I don't want to put any more time into this than absolutely necessary. You know, oh, Joffrey, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm I'm going to take a leak too. Oh Jesus. Okay, fine. Everyone can just like team tinkle, I guess. Yeah, wow, team, I love team being tinkle. an adult. We didn't even have to ask permission. We just can get up and go. John, are you coming? Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. So we. What happens when we walk out the door into that hallway? All three of you roll for move. I only rolled one, but I got a six. I did not. Don't worry. I rolled a one and got a three. Dang it. I had six dice and rolled no six. You all three walk to the door and you open up the door and John and Clayton, you walk through the door and emerge back in the conference room. And Mark is like, hey, are you uh, done with your with your team tinkle? And you oh. hear over the intercom some sort of warbling audio, some distorted audio going on over the intercom. Can I once again comprehend? Yeah, you can go yeah, and ro- like roll the, for comprehension. What happened with, uh, what did Wesley, what did he do when he rolled a six? I will tell you momentarily. Okay. Oh, I actually got a six. I also got a six. Could have used that earlier, but you know, I guess it's fine. So with one six each, you hear Veronica's voice. And you don't really understand what she's saying, but it sounds like something like, I think we lost one of them. I think we lost one of them. And she's like, okay, well, get him back. I want to like essentially just be like almost like straight up tackle and just like run right through Mark and like almost like try to go through the wall. Okay. He's trying to like run through whatever this entire thing God, is. God, I hope yeah, that wall is rock solid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to run. I'm going to run with him because he said to follow his lead. All right. Come on, baby. I rolled a four. I got a six. I only got one, though. Okay, so you both try to bum rush him then? Yeah. So you both uh, bum rush Mark. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And both of you tackle him into the wall, and the wall bangs against both of you. John, you are going to take the injured condition. Clayton, you have braced yourself, but you did not successfully like bum rush out of the simulation. And for the moment, we are going to do a first for this podcast. Wesley and I are going into a private <gasps> Discord channel Later, nerds. for a moment. John and Clayton will be remaining in our main Discord channel, and we are going to switch point of view to Wesley. Wesley, you find yourself in a hallway 
um, that looks relatively normal in terms of any like data moshing artifacts Mm -hmm. don't seem to exist where you are. What you do notice, though, is that every employee in this hallway is frozen. So am I? Well, first question is, do I still feel in my head like that insane pressure? You do not feel as much heat anymore in your head. Whatever that was felt horrible. Somehow you have kept your faculties together Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't feel like it's no longer hot, but maybe there's like a lingering ache in your head. You do still feel some sort of static pressure in your head. Got it. Okay. And then when I look down at myself, am I my scientist self or kid self? When you look down at yourself, you see your own body. Um, and everyone around me is frozen. So everyone do I see John's dad out in this hallway anywhere? Roll for investigate. One six. So with one six, you look around, you don't see John's dad, but you suddenly feel some sort of static electricity in front of you. Even though you can't see what this really is, your field of vision, there's something in front of you that sort of distorts. Like, mm-hmm. it looks like there is some sort of three-dimensional invisible figure that moves down the hallway. Whoa, okay. Um, I want to follow them and see if when I follow them, like, do they stop? Do they know I'm following them? Where are they going? Yeah, so you follow this invisible figure, and as you do, you start hearing, like, what sounds like very, like, stretched-out audio. And as you keep walking, the people around you start slowly moving. Like, everyone's moving in slow motion. And as you keep going, they sort of speed up, speed up, speed up. And suddenly, you hear the audio come together, and it's just a bunch of people talking. Scientists are milling about, and you are now walking amongst people that are moving about. Okay. Do they seem to notice me at all? Because I'm a kid, so I figure... They do not. As a matter of fact, one of them passes through you and you feel this sort of like static electricity almost like move through your body. Now, I remember that John's dad used to work in what department? I'm trying to even remember. I probably have it written down somewhere. He worked in language processing? He sure did. Yes. Okay. That is right. I can bear, I write so fast to try to keep up with the descriptions and I sometimes can't read what I wrote. Okay, so can I look and see if I see any signs pointing towards the language processing department? Roll for investigate. Hey, oh, I love investigating. My one good thing. Two sixes. Enhance or pocket? Let me, I'll enhance it this time. Okay. You look around and you do see an arrow that is pointing towards language processing down this hallway that you're going towards. But when you keep moving, you also see Clayton's dad walking down the hall. And he suddenly goes up to a door and he looks around a bit concerned, almost suspicious. Mm -hmm. And then he plugs some code into a keypad next to the door. It's a little bit out of your field of view. Mm -hmm. And he goes inside of that door and it closes behind him. Okay. Did the does that door have any kind of placard on it that says what's like in that room? Can I I'll go up and check. When you walk up to it, it just says storage. I do remember that their dads used to meet, but I don't know if they would have met in storage. 
Okay, so I'm going to walk up. I'm going to follow him, walk up to that pad. Would I just roll something to figure out, or should I know? Wait, can I just... Hold on, what is this? Can I just, for the hell of it, try on the keypad 9517? And why are you doing that? Okay, I wrote down, we found a code on a note at the principal's desk that said 9517 on it, and we never figured out what it went to, I don't believe. Okay, so you put in 9517, and the keypad lights up. Roll for comprehend. Six total. Odds are in my favor. I didn't get it, but I am going to use a luck point for this one. Okay. There we go. Okay. So you plug in 9517 into that keypad, and the door unlocks. And you hear in your head Malcolm's voice passing through you. And it's an echo of what you just heard him say back in that boardroom, which is, it just requires a bit of imagination. And you suddenly realize that no matter what you put into that keypad, if you believed it was right, it was right. Okay, interesting. So you're inside of a storage room now. You see rows and rows of storage boxes and test tubes and just various, you know, scientific detritus, if you will. And you hear a commotion happening towards the back of the room. Okay, I want to... Actually, no, I'll just walk towards it because people didn't seem to notice me at all. So I I feel like I can't get noticed. So Wesley's just going to confidently walk to the back. You walk towards the back of the storage room and you see Clayton's dad and Veronica making out in the back of the storage room. Whoa. Oh, oh, God. Uh, oh, I got to tell Clayton about this. Or maybe I don't need to tell him about this. Oh, I don't know. Okay, let me I'm going to hold and spy on them for a second. Yeah, so you're watching them and Veronica and uh, Clayton's dad pull away from each other for a minute and Clayton's dad just goes like, you just have no idea how long I've been waiting for something like this. Like, it's just, it's so stressful at home. It's every, everything. And you, you are just, you are just my light. You are my light. You are my distraction from all of this fucking chaos. And I don't know. I just, I, I this, is so <laughs> this is so exciting. I'm sorry. Sorry. I feel like a little kid again. And Veronica looks towards where you are standing and you could tell that she can't see you, but suddenly you hear this beeping noise up like above you somewhere like in, I guess, the clouds Mm -hmm. and you hear this warbled voice. Okay. Can I try to make it out at all? Yeah. Roll for comprehend. One six. Uh, So with one six, you hear... Connection reestablished, connection reestablished. Let's go, okay, okay, bring him back, bring him back. And suddenly you start seeing the walls become a little data moshed. Oh no, oh no, I'm going back. Do you want to try to run away? Um, oh, can I? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, wait, okay. Um, yeah, can I try to run out of that storage room and try to get out of that room? Yeah, roll for move. Okay. Oh God. God, I should have put more in move. Now I got a one. Okay, so with one, you start running out of the room and your foot falls through this streak of light and your foot disappears. You are now injured, but you can hobble out of the room. Okay. And so you hobble out of the room. You are going to stay right here in this private chat. I am going to jump back to them. Oh my God, okay. (laughs) 
So we move back to Clayton and John, and Mark is like, what the fuck is wrong with you two? Oh, sorry. I think, uh, um, sorry, I get a little uh, angry when I have to when I have to poop. Uh, so I, I'm just going to go out this door here. I don't know. I was just following whatever he was doing. I don't know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, sorry, but. sorry. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna move uh, and go go to the go poop. And so I try to go out the door. So you try to walk out the door and you end up back in the room again. It's like the room keeps resetting every time you leave the room. If the room res- resets, does that mean that I reset? Can I can I not be injured? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not reset, but the room uh. resets. No. Damn, that was my one plan that I was like, we're just going to go out the same way that Wesley went out. <laughs> Are you all ready to brainstorm some idea? Please, I just, I do not want to spend any more time on this. Yeah, okay, well, uh, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's brainstorm. Uh, so what, what are your, uh, what are your ideas? I don't know. Uh, let's see. So preschool show, two to six demographic. I feel like, you know, a mascot's kind of important. So mascot ideas, go. No, J- John, don't answer. Oh, Okay. Uh, what, did you have something to say then, Clayton? Uh, yeah, um, is the door open? Uh, the door's closed. Could I? (laughs) Cause, you know, if the room resets, you know, there's one way to check to see how really, really well it resets is, uh, I want to grab Mark and throw him through the door. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, roll for force. (laughs) Did you say the door was open or closed? Closed, but we're about to make it open. Attempt to make it open. <laughs> Two sixes, baby. Enhancer pocket. Uh, we're gonna enhance that bad boy. <laughs> Tell me what you do. Yeah, so I was like, you know what, Mark? I have a great idea for a kid's show. And I just grab him and just chuck him through the door and just and like and I wanna say that it doesn't even like open the door. It just knocks it off its hinges. It just lays flat down and he falls right through it. So you chuck Mark through the door. The door explodes into a bunch of different pixels. Again, the door becomes data moshed. And all the scientists outside of the room kind of look and curiosity. Like, what the fuck was what just happened? Can we walk through the door? You could try. I want to walk through it. I cannot walk through it because I do not have, I fail automatically. Okay, so here's my question, actually. Was I know, because I know John is injured. Mm-hmm. What if I throw John through it and I successfully do that? You're going to try to throw John into the hallway? Yes. Yeah, I would say roll for force then. Okay. All right, John. <laughs> I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully if I roll a six. Mm, no dice. <laughs> So when you throw John through that door, he disappears. You do not see him, but the door is wide open. That act scares you that suddenly John is no longer there and you run through the door, but you are going to take this scared condition. Okay. And when you run through the door, you two emerge inside of a hallway. Everyone around you, all the scientists that are walking around in this hallway are frozen in place. And there is not a single sound. Uh... Wesley, you don't hear anything in response. John, I think we need to. I think I think we just need to go, because yeah, I'm, I'm assuming mean, this is where Wesley went, right? I don't know. I don't see Wesley. Do you see? I, I mean, well, I mean, he's uh, been gone for a while. It took us a long time to get through that. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I want to investigate the room. See, yeah, if you investigate because I can't see shit now. Yeah, roll oh. for investigate. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. 
You, you ain't got anything? No, six. Adam, are you going to do... Oh, you're you're going to do nothing? I want to roll contact maybe to see if I can get a hold of Tyler. Oh, yeah, go for it. Okay, I only got three in that, but here's hoping. Dang it! I can't get shit! <laughs> I got no, nothing. <laughs> I want to see if I can interact with the... Uh... The things around me, like maybe you go up to one of the um, researchers and like move their arm or something. Did you get a six for your investigate, Corey? No, I failed. No. So you walk up to a scientist and you try to grab them and your uh, hand phases through their body. All right. So obviously this place isn't real. Um, Clayton, do you have any ideas? I'm, I'm running out of ideas. I mean, we could just keep moving forward down the hallway, maybe? In front of you... You notice far off in the distance someone who may look like they're moving. You can't make out who it is. But you also notice that all around you, there's no data moshing artifacts. But up ahead, where you see that movement, you also see some distortion. Behind you, everyone is frozen, but there's also no data moshing. I figure we probably go towards the the movement because that do, means that there's something there right so yeah but it's the data moshing but do we want to i feel like we need to turn around because like because like we want to be away from the data mosh right but 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 what if it's wesley but what if it's not that's a gamble i don't the, i don't like this i don't like this <laughs> uh, okay what if what we if what we, if we just how about this what if we just go towards the the not uh uh all right i'm not smart I, I well, cave. Okay. I what cave. If... I follow. I I agree with you, uh, John. Or we could be like the 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 um like like the Scooby Doo crew, you know, and we just we we split up. Oh, Scooby Doo, that would have been a good one. Oh, I should yeah. have recommended that earlier. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, I have an idea. I have an idea. Cause my rope is pretty long. I want to tie my rope to something. That way, in case like we get sucked back into something, we can pull out. Never pull out. <laughs> oh, where did that come from? Yeah. Um, no, let's, uh, yeah. No, I, I do, agree. Let's I want to do, do that. that. I want to just tie my rope to like something. Okay, I want to tie my... <laughs> you can railroad this as much as you want because in my no, head, I'm like, it. I want something to tie, but also if we're going the right direction, I can pull hard enough to like bring my rope back. <laughs> yeah, let's just say there's a pipe on the wall and you tie your rope around that pipe. Okay, and so that I want to walk towards the... We walk towards the Datamash uh, person slowly, but I want to move slow enough to where like maybe we could recognize them. Sure. As you start walking, you notice that there is this elongated audio distortion sound. And then the scientists around you who are frozen in place start moving in super slow motion. And it seems like the further you walk, the more they start to move. I don't know if we're supposed to go this way then. And in front of you, you notice that the data moshing seems to be growing. Or maybe we do go towards the data moshing because, like, that means we're getting close to like getting out of here. Maybe, like, we're we're know. nearing the end of the the boundary. Maybe. I mean, every other instance of data moshing seems to have been like some kind of static that like interferes with with our reality. So, I think we need to go this way. Okay, I, I'll I'll follow suit, but I'm gonna still keep holding on to my rope in case I need to pull us out. You start walking towards the data moshing, like, part of the hallway. The people around you are slowly picking up speed, and the audio starts to shrink so that you start hearing, like, chatter. So there's scientists that are around you that are just talking amongst themselves. 
they start resuming their normal walking movement. And as you are walking, you see coming straight out of a door, missing a foot, Wesley. Guys. Uh, Wesley? <laughs> what? Uh, what just happened? What, where's your foot? I don't, I think the, 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 the light got at the streaks. I don't know. What, what, what happened? Did we, wait, you didn't, you didn't you? run out of the room with me? We all were supposed to leave together. You left me. No, we, no, we you failed. Left us. We failed. We 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 walked in. We walked through the door, and then when we did it, it uh, we dis like we went back into the same room again. Oh, that's very different than what happened to me. What happened to you? <laughs> but do it quickly because we have places to be. Wait, do we have to be somewhere? I need to talk to you guys about something, but we need time. We can't talk about it right now. Maybe we need to run. As you all are talking, the door that Tyler. Uh, emerged from suddenly becomes very fuzzy and just pixelated and then it turns into lines and the data moshing seems to be spreading down the hallway and onto the floor and you notice Clayton that your foot falls through one of like it's like it clips through the hallway and you pull your foot up miraculously it's still there fortunately huh. 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 Uh, but you notice that this Hallway is starting to deteriorate. Uh, wait, we gotta go this way. We gotta go this way. Yeah, we'll Come talk on, Wesley. later. Wait, follow the rope. Follow the rope. And so I start holding. I'm like, to, I'm just like pulling with the rope to kind of assist me. Hold on to the rope, uh, Wesley. We can. How about this? I want to tie the rope to Wesley. That way, like in case he's because he's hobbling around. That way, if he falls, like he's still able to like be st stuck on the rope. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, everybody roll for move. No, <laughs> I don't want to. I have three conditions. Oh, God. Oh, I fail because I have my condition, so. Oh, God. I only have four dice that I can roll. You better get three successes, baby. By the way, Wesley, Clayton, like, got three conditions while we were together. Like, he <laughs> oh my has, God. he is so <laughs> fucked right now. Huh. Dang it. I didn't get a single si Oh, wait, wait, no, I'm using my rope, though, right? Technically? Yeah, you get plus two. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank God. Oh, God. Oh, God. But now he can only take one. I got one six. Okay, so as you grab onto the rope, the data moshing spreads down the hallway, and you notice it cuts the rope. Oh, God. If you die in the dreams, you die for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we trying to get to, guys? Well, at the end of the hallway, it was frozen, and it was like there was no, there was no data moshing. Wesley, you remember the hallway you were walking down? Remember the sign you passed? Yeah. You know it's behind you, not where the rope was going. Okay, so, I, I, uh, John, I was trying to find your dad, and I remember that he worked, he used to work um, in, the, in the vocal processing uh, uh, unit, and so that's, that's down this way, so we'll be running towards him if we run away from this uh, world disintegrating area. So, so we just keep, keep, gotta run away. So we're running towards the not disintegrated area. Yeah, we're, we're just running the way we, we, we are continuing to run. The way you're going, let's keep going this way. So you're saying turn around and go the, where the dad, no, I'm just kidding. Clayton, you do what you want, bud. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm still running. Okay, so the rope got cut. So I'm just gonna keep holding on to it just to like tug Tyler or Wesley along. Um, Everybody roll for move. It's oh, hard to move with only one foot. I fail again. Because again, I have one. I'm foot. guessing I don't get my. Uh, I'm guessing I don't get a bonus with the rope. <laughs> you do get a bonus. With, well, I mean, it depends on how you're gonna how are you gonna use it. So I'm gonna almost like try to like sling uh, Wesley towards that hallway, and then like in theory, 
if I get him close to something and he holds, I mean, he's going to fail if he holds on to it, but at least like he's closer and then I could almost tug on that rope to get faster. That okay. way, at least if like one of us doesn't make it, he makes it because he's got the, the messed up foot. I've got the messed up body. <laughs> <laughs> I got one six. So with one six, explain what you do. All right, Wesley, here, here you go. And I just go and I just grab the rope and I just chuck him oh God, towards the want? hallway. Whoa! <laughs> and John Clayton roll for move. I fail. <laughs> A lot of moves. I got one six. <laughs> okay. You Bye. both run after him. And in front of you, this pit opens up in the floor. Like the floor disintegrates and Wesley falls through the floor. Clayton, you you run and you can't stop your forward momentum and you pitch forward and fall into the hole as well. John, you are both what? Scared and uh, injured. Injured. You're going to take the exhausted condition. This is unfair. I can't roll a success <laughs> and I'm getting conditions because I can't roll a very success. Move my heavy, other very move heavy episode, which is not John's tea. Yeah. <laughs> Did I fall through or am yeah, I still Yeah, all three right? of you fall through this hole in the ground and you are surrounded by darkness and you are free falling momentarily. And then in the distance, there's a light sort of at the end of a tunnel. And as you get closer and closer, you notice that it seems like you're, you're free falling, but it feels like you're actually not moving north to south. It feels like you're moving forward forward like you're walking down a hallway and suddenly you as this light gets brighter and brighter you start making out the details of some sort of research lab all three of you find yourself inside of a small research facility and all around you are glyphies uh well we have to be close right this is what our, our parents were working on well, like, yeah, this is where your dad wanted to take us to, right, John? Like, right? Like, well, I think he wanted to take us to like a warehouse where they were like quarantined. But I think this is like before that. I think this is like as our dads were working on it, on this project. Like, I think I think we're seeing the past. Maybe I don't know if it's a fictional version of the past or what. Oh, are we still in the past? I'm so tired. I don't want to be in the past anymore. This has been so long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stressed. Someone investigate because I can't. <laughs> yeah, I want to look around. Is there... I'll also investigate. Like, roll for investigate. Okay, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I'll just do it general. See what I see. Uh, minus one. Okay. I failed. One six for me. One six for you. When you look around, you see your dad's pocket knife on the table. Oh my God, my, my dad's pocket knife. I, I want to grab that. I run up and I see if I can grab it. Is it real? Yeah, you pick it up and you have it in your hand and suddenly you hear behind you, oh, huh, I was looking for that. You turn around and when you turn around, you suddenly feel like you're not in your body anymore, Wesley. You feel like you're in Clayton's dad's body. And you are looking at your father, Warren Watts, who is at the door. And that is where we will end our episode. What does he look like? The most handsome man imaginable. <laughs> like, more handsome than Stuart's dad? Oh, 
I mean, Tyler, what do you think? <laughs> no, no, not more handsome than Stuart's dad. Yeah. Stuart's dad is an okay, 11 okay. out of 10. Th- <laughs> Warren, Warren is daddy. Stuart's dad is zaddy. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And hey, if you enjoyed that episode, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. And tell your friends about us because reviews and word of mouth are the best ways to support us. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and threads at Tales from the Group and on X, formerly known as Twitter, at TFTG Pod. You can also follow me on Medium. I am at Dusty Tome, spelled D U S T Y T O M E S. And you can follow me on Twitch at Sir Valentinian. That's Sir Valentine. Drop the E at I A N. And our podcast art is by Haley Foster. Damn straight, straight it is. is. And you can follow her on Instagram at Doodles by Red. We release new episodes every other Thursday. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss more jaw-breaking and jaw-dropping action. Hey. Ooh. Until next time. Okay, okay bye. So you we gotta w- find a way to wake up, I think. Yeah. Because, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, I, I was just saying. I mean, I, I was just to gonna find- say. Clayton, <laughs> 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 we have to focus. We, our conversations can't be data mosh, too. Yeah. <laughs>